Um, Norm McDonald impressions because we're both big fans. I love Norm McDonald. People tweet him and, and say, and tweet NBC, not NBC, CBS, to get him on as a late night host because he'd be great. He was my favorite. Him and Colin Quinn were my favorite uh, SNL uh, Weekend Update people. Uh, above Faye, above Fallon, it was Colin Quinn and Norm McDonald. But me and my guest, Reagan Burns. Hey, John Reagan. Oh, I'm good, buddy. How are you? Good. We're going we're, we're, we're gonna to do the... Uh, give, we're doing like our we're doing our best norms. Yeah. Can, can you do a norm? Because uh, you look... He look people just, you know, I looked at him. He has the same eyes as Norm. He has very beautiful blue so eyes. So kind of glazed over and not quite there? Or? You're not a big gambler. <laughs> but no, you, have, you have very nice blue eyes. And, uh, oh, well, I said it straight. Like, uh, they're blue, right? Well, thank you. Would you like to t- turn the lights down in here, Coop? We're like 30 seconds into this and you're all already uh well you have very uh, lovely skin a minute seven <laughs> I, 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 my skin's out okay so give your norm can you do and, uh you know what I, I don't know if i can do norm. I, I can do norm doing burt reynolds remember you remember we do burt yeah, reynolds let's give it the best one was when they did the um the auditions for star wars remember that on snl <laughs> and he's darth vader and he's the only thing he wants to know is uh so uh what kind of car does this guy drive it's very good that's all right Here's That's Norm, norm. McDonald doing. My Norm is. Let me hear it. I bet you're going to nail it. That's why you called me out on it. Let me hear I it. Did. I, I, hey there. Uh, so I'm sitting there, and uh, there's a guy. And he <laughs> says, uh, hey there. He goes, uh, I'm the host of the Holy World. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna that yeah, the, uh, the whole point with the Norm is just drag. <laughs> just have a, uh, so, uh, What's up with Fritos? Huh? That's almost Jerry Seinfeld doing a Norm Macdonald. Where are these Fritos? <laughs> did, did you see his uh, the, the moth joke? No. Oh, he was he was Norm was on Conan, and he starts telling Conan, it's this drawn out joke. He's like, so uh, your driver there picks me up, and uh, I'm sitting there, and uh, the driver goes, I got a joke for you, <laughs> and he keeps going, he goes, so this moth. This moth sits there. The moth has uh, my son, the Gregorian, uh, Edo Gregorian. I look at him and I hate him because his eyes. And he goes, and my wife, uh, Gregashian, she sits there and I look at her. I go, I can't love her. And he keeps going on, 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 on. And, oh. and Conan goes, is there a point to this? He goes, yes. I look at the moth and I say, hey. And the moth says, the, 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 doctor, the doctor goes, why did you come to podiatrist? Not a psychiatrist. He goes, because your light was on. <laughs> that was, a, that was, and he just draw. And the moth, and it was so funny, but he just draws them on. He's brilliant. He is one of those guys who, I, I, Hollywood doesn't know what to do with Norm. Right. You know? It's like everyone loves him, um, and he just knows no boundaries. But he, you know, for some reason, he, I think, I have a feeling I heard somewhere that he just turns down everything too. Well, he's it. like, this still a sitcom. I mean, he, I did a sitcom. I hated it. And I heard he's a big gambler. He like just. I follow him on Twitter. And oh really? If you sit there and you're like, okay, every three minutes there's an update on the Masters. What is with the golf thing with him on Twitter? Is he? Yeah, so you see, you see, follow him. See, yeah, I follow him. <laughs> I can't tell if it's a joke. He's like, because it's it's like play by play. He's yeah. like, you know, uh, Bubba just made bu- Bubba just made an amazing three footer yes. on sixteen. And I'm like, are you really watching and caring, or are you messing with me? No, because I, I saw him on a hockey the other night, and he was doing the same thing. Really? Uh, they take a shot. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Norm, you can't. It's it's not golf. Okay, there's pucks 
passing. So anyway, we're going to talk about you. We're, don't, well, don't forget me. But but no, no you're 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 a kid from the you're a military brat. I'm a kid. I'm a I'm a young kid. I like that you're yeah, calling he, me a kid. He's nine. He's a nine. He's, he's forty five. <laughs> I'm fifty. So I can call you a kid. Yeah. And uh, and 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 you have you 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 have hair and you have red hair and freckles. So I can call you. A kid. Yeah. Oh, please. If you could just call me Squirt. No, from the rest I, of the interview. I, I, I might call you uh, Opie. Oh, <laughs> Opie. No, so, so so you grew up as a military brat. Uh briefly, yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was born in uh, on a on a, on a mar- uh, army base in Georgia, Fort Benning, and uh, uh, yeah, my dad had a little bit of a stint in the military, but I wasn't like overseas and okay. doing tours, and uh, he was he was in and out after uh, a tour or two. So, at what point did you? Figure out you want to go to acting. I mean, because you, I guess, I'm guessing you moved a little bit. You went from Fort Benning and you moved where to? Um, I found out I want to be an actor. Uh, what day is it? Um, uh, today. Yeah, today. Tuesday. Uh, yeah, you know, I, uh, I, I was not a theater kid. I didn't grow up in Hollywood. I was an East Coast boy. I was an athlete, and I was into. What did you play? Uh, well, I played baseball at a young age, but then I was a gymnast. I actually ended up going to college on a gymnastic scholarship. And, um, gymnast always amazed uh, me. I, I, I thought you were going to say gymnast always seemed very feminine. No, no, no. But I'm glad you went with the my, amazed my, my me one. My friend Pete Bartuska was a gymnast. And the guy Pete was, Bartuska? That's yeah. a gymnast name. I know, isn't it? You, you can either be a gymnast. If your name is Pete Bartuska, you're either on something on ice or, or you're a gymnast. But gymnasts, you guys were always ripped. Like, you guys had, like, the best bodies because you guys I mean putting that iron what is it called the iron, iron cross yeah have you ever done one of that you do well, one yeah of yeah I don't know about now you have rings in the studio is no, this one of those things you're going to roll them out and we, like, we have two mics yeah. hey here's there as a matter of, with a log here's a cross with a cross as a matter of fact but, so, but how I mean you're so strong when you yeah. do that yeah it's um, it's it's one of those sports that um, it's it's full body I mean there's there's not a there's not a muscle fiber that's not firing when you're doing any of the events in men's gymnastics or women's. Um, I don't even know why I specified men's. Like, yeah, women's, whatever. Um, but no, it's 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 uh, it's grueling. And you're also, uh, to, to, it's a sport that to master, you've got to put in a lot of hours. A lot of hours. So it's not, uh, you know, like a two-a-day basketball round, not to take away any way from wussy basketball players. Oh, they're, they're all wussy. I mean, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm a hockey fan. Hockey yeah. players are athletes. You're a big hockey guy? So this is your time of the year right now. I mean, you're yeah, loving... I mean, are you Flyers, loving all this? Yeah, the Flyers are out, so I don't care. Oh, you're a Philly guy. Yeah. So you're not a true hockey fan because true hockey fans... I, I want the Kings to win. Okay, so yeah, you got to jump yeah. on another bandwagon. All right. But I don't, I don't like the bandwagon. I always say the Kings... And people got mad at me. It's funny. Whenever it comes to sports, a few years ago, the, the Dodgers played the Phillies in the playoffs. And right. I said, either way, I win. And all my Philly friends were like, oh, screw you, yeah. you piece of crap, Cooper, you, you L.A. piece of shit. And my L.A. fans are like, we hate Philly. Screw you, Cooper. We're not gonna. And I'm like, I have season tickets. I said, I said right. you guys, you guys, you guys, what, you, you, you spend $4 a year? Mm-hmm. And then the Dodgers, yeah. Like, yeah, I spend yeah, yeah. this much? But, uh, but no, so, so you, you're a gymnast. No. Yeah, well, I was. I mean, in, in, in high school. Yeah, in high school, and then uh, competed in college for uh, a couple years. No, where'd you go to college? Uh, Radford University, okay. Southern Virginia, uh, small liberal arts school. It's bigger now, but I think it was about eleven, twelve thousand when I was there. And uh, I think it was right around the time of like my junior year. I mean, I'm 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 competing in gymnastics. I'm training six hours a day. And I think you kind of hit a realization where you go, um, I'm pretty sure there's no such thing as a professional gymnast. 
Like, right. well, I mean, yeah, you're right. yeah. like, like what am I? Else, it's like, there's no commercials yeah, for gymnasts. It's like, okay, in two years, I'm going to graduate. And if, if I'm not the top eight in the country, I'm not going to the Olympics. Uh, so what am I spending all this time doing? Uh, you know, I love the sport, but I think it had kind of run its course for me. So um, I ended up taking an acting class and I went to uh, in, in college. Yeah, in college. And uh, immediately changed my major from communications because I knew I didn't want to go into radio or podcasting or anything like that. Radio is awful. It's just horrible. Like, I sit here, I interview people. Yeah, I, just, I, 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 hate I just it. couldn't see myself putting myself through that kind of torture and pain. It's so. awful. I, people, people <laughs> just you know, I'm sitting here and I'm looking. I, I'm envious of radio. You know, you know what? To be honest, when I was doing, when I chose communications in college, and maybe I don't know if you went to college or majored in anything. I, I, business. In business. But I have a degree in business. I, I thought, you know, yeah, oh, I'm going to take a communications class. I'll get put on the college radio. I'll learn how to interview and this and that. All I did was write. It was I, all I, writing. You know, you know what's amazing? I, I, writing I, copy. Well, what's amazing is about uh, college radio. I remember I, I stopped by our station when I was in college, and mm-hmm. my friend had a show. My friend Benny was from Hong Kong. Him and Stuart Rosenthal had a show, and uh, they played like alternative music. Right. And we, I went in and I, 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 I think I cursed. On the radio. Good for you. And, and it, Good for and, you. But the, the, the guy who ran it was like, "Get out of here!" And, 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 <laughs> right. and now, I just found out I have to call the girl. My that same station is start playing my show, <laughs> and I was like, oh. "This show." So I'm, I'm like, I'm like, so funny. I'm like, God. Thirty years later, twenty five. I'm like, when I cursed, when the station started, they're gonna start playing it. Oh, good for you! But so, so you, so, so you, you took one acting class. And yeah, you got, you got the bug. From I got, it? I got the bug, and I said, "This is what I want to do." And I gave up communications. I switched my major. I ended up having to do an extra half a year college just to so, make up. So for you graduated. Things. Oh yeah, I graduated theater degree. And then uh, what do you do? What do you do? Well, you know, I had kind of crammed in my my degree into two years since I kind of switched it all. I felt like I had kind of not. I I needed more training. At least I thought I did at that okay. point. Uh, so I auditioned and uh, went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in New York City, which was... Now, what was it like? You moved up to Manhattan. Yeah, I moved up to Manhattan. Oh, I was dirt poor, Coop. Because you're, du- you're, you're coming from uh, Fort Benning, then Virginia, so it's a, it's a big step up. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm trying to think if I really spent any time in New York. No, I was definitely a fish out of water. I mean, I had a... I had a buddy up there who I bummed off his apartment for. So you were broke. Oh my! Oh, I was dirt broke. You had I was, no money. Oh but, but, my god! But you had that vision to go. Yeah, I mean, I thought I needed the training. I took out loans to go to school. I was the assistant manager at a Blockbuster Video. Um, those are video stores, kids. By the way, we yeah, used exactly. to we, we yeah. used to actually have those. Twenty twenty. Yeah, them too. It's called a VHS. I can remember when you had a choice to, between VHS and Beta. Remember that? Where it's like, yeah, so, so, oh, sorry, so, we're so checked you, out of Beta. But so you, want... you worked at the time when there was Beta and VHS. Oh yeah. You, oh yeah. You, yeah. you were Renegade. I was. I mean. I'm. I'm old. Um, and and the rewind. Yeah, like, rewind and laser discs. Remember laser discs? Oh, laser discs. Those big look great. Oh, they look they amazing. So, they were so awful. Oh, it's like, they, I don't think. I was I, I actually I was thinking the other day, I was going okay. My girlfriend's mom was coming in town, and I said, well, "That's that's a recipe for disaster." We're calling. I, I said we can buy her a day bed, or I can buy a laser disc player. And then, <laughs> at the last minute, I said, "We'll get a day bed." So we day, have friends go. You're like, we're, she's either going to be able to watch Blue Thunder <laughs> in Criterion Collection. Or she's going to have somewhere to sleep. <laughs> Which do I want to give my girlfriend? I'm like, I'm like, I, I, I have a really nice couch. So it's, 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 it's all right. You know, I'll <laughs> sleep on a couch. I can share the bed. Fellini's eight and a half of the Criterion. 
or with somewhere great, to sleep. With a great picture. They always had oh. good pictures. Oh, they were they, great, but they, they got were, scratched like that. Well, it's like the A-track. I, I always talk about the A-track. Uh-huh. It's, it's I like, remember them. It, they would always change channels. Like I have, I have an old car. I have, I, Your A-tracks would change channels? Well, they, they had channels. It was channel one, two, three, and four. And sometimes, because my brother had uh-huh. a Camaro in New Jersey. Right. He had a... He had still even a. He had a what? A Camaro? Is that? That, Jersey, that was yeah. my first car, Camaro. What, what, what color? Cherry red. Hello. His was white. He was, uh, he was from New Jersey. It gets dirty too fast. Did he have a spoiler fin? No. Oh, I did. Good you, lord. Yeah, like a Z28 or whatever. Yeah, luckily, yeah, yeah. It was total. It was it was horrific. But the A track was amazing. Was because in the middle, mm-hmm. it would go, and it would change. Like that would it would be like one song playing, and because like with cassettes when they came, yeah, out, you had to put them on. You had to make the time constraints work. Right. So A-Tracks, though, they would sit there, and it would go in the middle. That's an awful impression. That's a great impression. I but hope the, you isolate that. But the, but the funny thing is also is <laughs> I, I have I have Goodfellas on a DVD when huh. DVDs first came out, and it was so old that you had to flip it over. Oh, I remember the flip, the longer movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah part it was, two. It was, it, was, it was more than an hour, two hours. And I remember, the, I remember the flip DVDs were always labeled horribly. So you'd be like, <laughs> I'm not sure. And you'd put it in to be a guessing game. Like, I'm, I'm wondering, you'd wait for it to come on. And every time you get it wrong, you'd start the movie. And you're like, oh, no, they've already introduced Robert De Niro. This is halfway through Godfather 2. Yeah, yeah, I got I got to flip it. Yeah, yeah, you, you, always pick, you always pick the wrong side. Yeah, and you're sitting there going, wait a second. I don't, I don't know. Why is why is the girl walking down? And, <laughs> yeah. and why is Henry Hill in yeah. jail? What a I weird mean, movie gotta... with no credits. I mean, I know Scorsese's out there, but this is this is really odd. Eight so, tracks. So you take the acting class. Oh yeah, where are we? What are, what are we're just gonna talk. I don't yeah, care. Whatever. This this is one of the shows. Every once in a while, I get one of these shows where I, I just we just talk. And, and Reagan, I, I me and him have a certain kinship. Because he, he looks like Norm MacDonald. <laughs> <laughs> because I slightly resemble another comedian who you admire. And we he, have hit it off. And he got here he got here early. Always. And, always. And I, I love though because well, you know was that from your parents that got early? Because I always get I, I always show up early. I have an audition. I show up at like oh yeah twelve forty five if it's one fifteen because I always say I'll go in twelve forty five. Right. And I'll be done. They'll, they'll bring me. They're not going to sit there and go. It's not like a doctor's office. Yeah, yeah. They, go, they go, hey, uh, one fifteen. I'm doing Norm. Hey there, uh, one fifteen. <laughs> uh, you got to sit there to one fifteen. If you don't, a gopher is going to sit there and then eat your pants. A gopher. But no, no, have you always been early? Because you I, got here I, early. I, I love when my guests get No, I'm I'm pretty prompt. I'm one of those guys who stresses a lot if I'm even running a couple minutes late. Were and, your parents like that? No, not at all. In fact, I'm. Uh, yeah, my mom's usually running a little behind. So, but, but my mom was always too. But your dad's yeah. military, so it wasn't. It was. It wasn't a. Yeah, maybe that kind of bled into me a little bit. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's always the thing where I'm complete, and I'm. I'm always the guy who like sends that text, like I'm sorry, I'm going to be two minutes late, and no matter what it is, you always show up, and it's like they're not even expecting you. Yeah. You're like you walk in, and you're like, oh, okay, we'll have yeah. a seat. I we'll, get calls. Uh, I get. I've gotten calls from guests going, yeah, I'm running a little late, and I'm like. I just got off with my other guest. I right, said, right. Are, are you showing up? Yeah. And they go, yeah. I go, hey, don't worry. It's pre-recorded. So, so, so you're you're you're, you're a little a little OCD going there. Or? I, I don't know about OCD, but I like to be on time. I like to be on time. It's funny because it's just in LA that people are like that, and I can't remember who the comedian one, the comedian who was who said it, but the it was really funny. It was like only in this town, only in LA, is my bad an excuse. 
for not being somewhere, not showing up, or being late. It's, it's like if I didn't show up on you today and you called me, I'd be like, oh, oh, Cooper, my bad. Then, then, and, that, I, and that like that explains all yeah, of it. You don't and, even, and, and oh, I would, my bad. I would sit there, I go, yeah. I would go shit, and I go, right. I, go I gotta find a guest, and I'd send like 10 texts out, and I would yeah. get a guest tomorrow. And it's funny, because it's so funny, because a friend of mine, Dave Bunce, went to, I went to high school with, uh-huh. he went to, uh, he got his master's out here, and he said, it's amazing. He goes, in LA, he goes, people just, show up later that they don't show up and no one cares yeah and i'm like what and then when i get here and when i worked in restaurants yeah i'll be like I, I, a guy showed up at a party i used to be a corporate marketing manager and i go <laughs> guy shows up at this big party i booked five minutes late and i go uh go home and he goes what what and i go go home well i said the party starts yeah but the party starts at one i said what's your end time say right he goes one fifteen. i said what time is he goes one twenty. and he goes well, the form. I said, I'm not the form right. manager. <laughs> I'm the corporate guy who you you just lost two hundred dollars. And in fact, these other servers are glad you're going home. They're going to make more money. And it's right. He was like, Well, you're a dick. And yeah. I, go, well, I go, Why? I said, You're late. And he goes, Yeah, with the party. Well, what's your head? And you're right. It's and he was probably like, Did you not hear me say my bad? I gave you a, a legitimate yeah. excuse. I said my bad. Have you ever showed up late for a set? Because because a lot of times on set though it doesn't make a difference because. You go there and you sit around for an hour. Yeah, yeah, and that usually is in the very few instances because of traffic or or whatever that I do show up late for for a gig. I mean, I'm I'm texting like crazy, and the thing is, there's always some poor PA or a second director who's like texting you and going nuts. It's like, when are you going to be here? When are you going to be here? Because you know their job, it's their job on the line, and always feel bad. But sure enough, whenever that happens, whenever there's a panicky second right. director, like you got to get here, you got to get here. I mean, I'm doing 90. I pull in, and then what's the first? What's the first thing they say? Well, I'll just go hang out in your trailer, man, and we'll call you when we're ready. You're, you're, like you didn't even need me. Yet. Right, you're the star of the show. Well, I'm always the star of the show because no, I don't take you, I don't you, take no, gigs where I'm not. We're gonna, we're gonna get you. <laughs> you're the star of Dog and a Bug. Uh, no, I'm one of the. Yeah. So, but so they can't shoot without you. Well, sure they can. They just shoot around me. Yeah. They don't care about they don't care about adults. But they worry. They worry. You know, about you. Oh, I love when people worry about it. it. makes me feel special. Sometimes so, I'll just show up late just so I make sure they love me. I, I do that sometimes. I don't even come to the studio. In fact, <laughs> in fact today, Let's I, see if I, anyone I, notices. I, 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 said, I, I told my girlfriend, I said, Joanne, I said, I, I don't think Reagan's going to... Uh... You didn't think I was gonna be, you thought it was going to be a no-show? No, I know. I said I don't. I said I'm not going to show up. You know, I said I, 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 I would have done I, I the said, show. I would. I, I would. I said, I said you know, I'm. Just, I'm going to. I'm going to go in. I'm going to set the computer up, and Reagan's going to interview himself. And, <laughs> oh, that was that was Joe Nieves. I said, and Joe. I said, you know, I'm like, eh, you know, I, I don't feel like doing it today. I don't, yeah. I don't feel. Like, but no, so 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 you're sitting there and you graduate. You go. You go to New York and you're I go dirt, to New York. You're dirt poor. Dirt you're poor. Dirt oh poor. my God, I had to. I so borrowed money living? from college friends. I lived in a squalor of a of an apartment. It was uh, in in Manhattan. In Manhattan, it was just off Times Square. It was on uh, Restaurant Row, um, West Side, and I remember that on the first floor of the apartment building, there was an old lady living there, like an old cat lady who wore her wig every day. She must have been eighty five at the youngest. And then the second, third, fourth floors were condemned. The, all those apartments were so beaten up they had been boarded shut. And then I had the fifth floor penthouse, and and I use that term. I use that term. And and it, probably pen- was, it probably was the best apartment. Yeah. By penthouse, I mean there was uh, access to the roof. What was your rent? Uh, Three hundred dollars. And this was in nineteen. This was ninety one. 
Wow, three hundred dollars. Three hundred Manhattan for Manhattan. It's my my brother and his wife passed, but my brother and his niece live on Fifty uh, Fifth and Sixth. Uh, yeah, and they have rent control. They pay like eighteen hundred for a two bedroom. But right. It's like now. It's like well, your place now probably would go for. Oh yeah, yeah, tons, 000. tons more. And yeah, and I, and I got this through a buddy, and it was like one of those things where it was a lady who was. You know, had still had ownership on that apartment and uh, kind of threw me a deal. I mean, it was just one room. It was just one room with a sink and a hot stove. Isn't that great though? When you think about it, it it's like you go back to a certain time and it's like, it must have been great because you were just this young, broke kid and you're taking acting classes. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about getting the next job. I mean, now you're a yeah. successful show, but uh, it must have been a great thing. You know, I mean, I look back and I go, it kind of just made me who I am. You know, that kind of stuff molds you. You go, God, that sucked or it's tough. But then you go, I had no responsibilities at the time. I, I mean, it was just show up for class, do my cruddy job. I know there's always another cruddy job around the corner if you needed it. Right. And um, experience New York. I mean, the academy that I went to was very nice in that they gave a ton of theater tickets to us students. So, I mean, I saw so much theater when I was in New York. I mean, I saw... Uh, Pacino do Shakespeare, and I saw um, George C. Scott do a play with um, uh, what's the, what's the uh, the guy uh, Nathan Lane okay. and them. I saw you know tons of uh, I saw I, oh Death and the Maiden with Gene Hackman and Glenn Close and Richard Dreyfuss. I mean so I mean I got exposed to so much poor you know I, true I had to walk by everything. That's the thing about Manhattan when you're poor there you kind of walk by everything you can't afford to do. Right which kind of sucks. But then you get in the subway, and then you see some lady peeing in a corner, and you go, well, that's entertaining. Exactly. Okay, maybe I didn't see guys and dolls, but, <laughs> but look, I, look what, look I, what I, I just... I saw Rosie yeah, pissing yeah, on the yeah, subway. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I'm taking in culture. Now when, now, when you went to those places, did it inspire you? Did it sit there, and did you sit there and go, wow, I want to do that more? I mean, or just you were like, yeah, it's a play. You know, sometimes it would. I mean, you know, God knows in New York, I sat through plenty of bad theater as much as I did good, but... Um, uh, and I'm one of those guys who gets really uncomfortable. I don't know if you go to the theater a lot. I get really uncomfortable in bad theater. Well, it's funny. I I'm mean, like, I start cringing. Well, it's see, funny. I, what? I, I don't. I don't. I, I went to see uh, Priscilla, uh, Queen of the Desert, of, which was amazing. Okay. And, and, a, and a very gay crowd uh-huh. is the best crowd to see a show with. Uh, that, I will only go with gay people to see. I, 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 yeah, yeah, they're the best. Yes. But then we went to Avida, and it was night and day painful. I was sitting there. It was. It was like. I, I didn't know what was going on. Really? I was sitting there and... Did you just the, say you didn't know what was going on? You just didn't know the story? I, I, couldn't I follow it? I, 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 and I read I read reviews. Right. Because it was Pantages and I get a discount and someone's, they sent me a link and over. Yeah. And so we take the subway over and I'm sitting there and I'm going, well, they sing good. Yeah. <laughs> well, but they, I, I, they I got read, half of it down. Yeah, I read reviews and they said, the cast is great, but the play sucks. And oh. I was there. It's like Wicked. Wicked. I'm sorry. I don't, have you seen Wicked? I saw it in, in England, actually. London. I, I was not a fan. I'm like, this is very processed. My girlfriend, who now lives with me, uh-huh. came out from New Jersey the first time. She came out to visit me. And we went, I, oh, it'll be a big shout out. I'll get a place. Right. Uh, and I was hungover because we went up the night before me. We well, you should never see Wicked yeah. hungover. But, but the first act's like two hours and 15 minutes. And when I was in the bathroom, everyone's like, is this over yet? Oh, the guys. Oh, oh yeah. And the girl's like, oh, and I'm like, it, it was awful. Boy, and, and not awful, but they're, they're great singers. But I was like, and she loved it. But yeah, we went to see that. And we, Book of Mormon was great. Well, Book of Mormon's the best thing I have ever seen on a stage. It, it, why, why? Why do you think that? I, As an it, actor, it what, is. What, what, made, what I, made it? I'm not a musical guy. 
Um, but if it's going to be a musical, it has to be smart music. Like the minute I feel like it's just, you know, uh, they break into song and talk about the dinner they're eating or it's, it's it, like, it's another like love, love Lauren song. Yeah, it's like every girl that sing karaoke in L.A. Oh, yeah. They sit there and they go out and, and they have a great voice, but they, they sit there. Said, the other night at my friend's bar where I do comedy at, the girl does a show and she goes into like Ethel Merman doing Sheryl Crow. Oh, Lord. Just seen song, I'm so, so sorry. No, but so so, so you... With with musicals, yeah. I mean, Book of Borman was just, I mean, side splittingly funny and so smart. It's not that it wasn't. It's like they took the crudest material they could, and it was so it was intelligent. You know, I mean, obviously, most people have seen Book of Mormon and they know how blue it is at this point in time. But um, yeah, uh, really blew me away. I had no idea. My big problem with the with the Pantages and all the shows that they get in, like I'm having the problem this year. It's like. You know, they always, what they do is they try to they try to sneak you in. They go, like, I really want to see Once, which is coming. Right. And I really want to see uh, American Idiot. Because, you know, Green Day fan, I, I think that might be a good musical. But so what they do is they inundate you with, like, buy a season package. Right. And then it's like, because we'll give you Once, and we'll give you American Idiot, but then you got to sit through Ghost and right. Jekyll and Hyde <laughs> and there's going to be a touring Beatles cover band and it's just it's like there's all these crappy shows and I'm like no I you know they're like but you'll get great seats to once you'll get great seats to this and uh they, they kind of suck me in like that I did that once I'm like I'm not just sitting through all these crappy shows yeah, just yeah, to get good seats to two that I want to see you wait till last minute and when tickets go on sale, they send you a uh, 60% off. Yeah, they do do that. And then you go, okay, well, I can do it. So uh, did you ever do stage when you, when you, were, when you were acting, when you had your degree? Well, I mean, I did obviously a lot of stage at the Academy because we were trained to be stage actors uh, at there mostly. There was a little film and on-camera stuff, but it was mostly training you for, for stage. And then when uh, I graduated from the Academy, you know, I pretty much had a choice. I was like, do I want to be poor in New York City, which is tough, or do I want to come out here and be poor where they have beaches and the weather's beautiful? So, so you moved out here. So yeah, I, I came I came out here uh, pretty quickly, a month or two after I graduated. And um, I, I did theater here, but everyone knows L.A. theater is not great. Um, yeah, it's, it's... Anything that's being produced locally here, unless it's at the Geffen, or even then, that's like, well, Alan Alda's at the Geffen, or right. Kelsey Grammer's doing a show over at, you know, Judd Hirsch. the Playhouse. Yeah, Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch is always doing a show somewhere a in LA. streetcar named Desire. Yeah. <laughs> what? He's Stanley Kowalski. He's a little old. Yeah, but, you know, if you buy tickets to that, you can have great seats to once. Um so you move out of here. Yes. Now, now, did you have connections? Because cause I, no. I, know, I, know, I know you when you came out. Mm-hmm. You uh, you started getting commercials a little bit after. No, I probably didn't. I probably didn't work uh, in any form of the entertainment business for at least four or five years. So what, what did you do when you came out? I man- managed a video store. I worked at Universal Studios stocking um, their gift shops. I uh, taught gymnastics at a local YMCA. Um, I, d- I did a little bit of DJing. I did everything that I possibly could just to... Were, you, avo- were you avoiding acting? or you No, just- no. I mean, I was submitting myself to anything I could independently. I was trying to find a way into the union. Um, I was trying... You know, I'm, I've never been a big elbow, like, go out and party and go to clubs or meet people at things. It just wasn't... It's not my scene. I don't feel comfortable doing it. 
I'm not. I've never been very good at selling myself. Okay. Which you know you kind of have to do in this business a right. little bit. Um, but it's just not my forte. I'm like, you know what? If someone wants me, they'll come get me. So you're doing that. You're you're, you're working all these guys, yep. these odd jobs. So what made you sit there and all of a sudden? What 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 was your first gig that you sat there and went, wow? Did you get an, Did you get an agent that got you? I what stumbled into the Groundlings, and. Uh, a year and a half, two years later, I was performing there and uh, got spotted by uh, our, our friend, uh, Bruce Smith, who was an agent at the time. He's a manager now with the Omnipop Group. And uh, he, at the time, was representing actors across the board, whether it be in movie or TV or commercials or anything. Um, he approached me because, again, I'm just not very good at selling myself and, uh, and said, I'd, I'd like to sign you. And um, he seemed like a level-headed guy and... Uh, Signed me, and I think I, you know, uh, I think I had my first commercial within a month, maybe. What, what was it for? It was uh, a Tostitos commercial. Coop is very well done. I was a Cupid, so I was in a diaper and wings with a bow and arrow, <laughs> and I was being suspended from a crane over a beach in Santa Monica. Um, in front of a zillion tourists taking pictures of me as we filmed this scene of me, Cupid, flying and shooting an arrow into a couple making out on a beach. And I'm pretty sure my career has been downhill ever since. But that's a great commercial. It was. You were in a diaper. At, at the time, I was like, I've arrived. Hanging from a crane. You think, though, you, 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 were, you were toiling in bullcrap jobs. Yeah. And now you're in a commercial. It must, be, it must have been a very good feeling, though. Yeah, well, you know the great thing about commercials and i've done over at least over 200 national commercials what's your oh wow I've, I've been selling crap for the man for a long time so he's made a million dollars in commercials i used to back in the day what's what's your biggest commercial that you think when you when you look back and you go because everyone is you remember certain people like my friend steve neal i thought the person, right. did the dodge durango and when that was on everyone knew him we go out for a drink and like, yeah what, what do you think was your biggest it's always commercial? a campaign you know i mean everyone right now knows me for uh, a phone company called uma that i've done been doing for about a year or two um that if you watch a lot of espn or cnn you see me a lot on uh, I'm the spokesperson for Enterprise Rent-A-Car in England, so I'm going to be going over there in a few weeks to shoot some more spots. So whenever I go to England, they all know me for Enterprise. Do, do they recognize you? Do oh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what's that like? Because I always, I always talk to actors who are... And it's so funny. No one recognizes character actors as much as they recognize commercial people. Oh, no, no, yeah, you're right. They, they Commercials, they go... Oh, it's like uh, uh, Bob Clinton was on, and, uh, and you probably know him. Mm -hmm, yeah. And... and uh, 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 Peter Stepanek. Mm -hmm. and yeah. He did a thing, and he goes, "God, I go to the Midwest, and they, they chase me down the streets." He goes, "I come on." So what's the, so England? You're you're a, you're a big spokesperson in England. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing Enterprise Rent a Car there for a couple of years. So, so when you go there, do they go? Oh, you're the guy. How's that work? They really do. I I I always say that I could probably win an Academy Award. And people would still walk up and go, Campbell's Soup, right? Huh? You're the guy in the boat with the funny hat on the dinghy? I mean... Were you a Campbell's Soup? No, I wasn't. I just grabbed one out of the air. I, you, know what? I, you know what? I probably wasn't a Campbell's Soup. <laughs> I've been doing this so long that I am now doing commercials for companies that I did commercials for 15 years really? ago. Yeah, and it's a whole new people. Like, I just did a campaign last year for Aflac. Um, I did an Aflac commercial like 15 years ago in the Grand Canyon. And it was very funny because the whole time when I was almost getting the Aflac, the second one, I was like, are they going to remember me? 
or recognize me. And my my agent was like, those people have been fired. They're long gone. This is a whole new group of Aflac people. And so, so they never even put it together. So Because the Aflac I see now, Jamie Keller's on an Aflac. Yeah, and yeah. I, 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 I texted Jamie one night, and I'm like, dude, man, my girlfriend loves this commercial. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're, you're on Cooper Talk. But so, uh, so what's, what's your Aflac commercial? Uh, well, I had it's always that stupid talking du- uh, duck. Uh, the, it used to be Gilbert, of course. Oh, did you ever hear about the whole Gilbert debacle with Aflac? Well, because he made some comment, but yeah. that's Gilbert. It's it's like if people if you don't know if Gilbert Gottfried made a comment last week that Shecky Green. Yeah, I, I, I didn't hear the comment. I don't right. know because I'm friends with Jeff Ross, and I, I I didn't talk to Jeff about it. And Gilbert did uh, the comment. I don't really, but Shecky Green walked out, and it's like, come on. Man, really, it's Gilbert. Gilbert, yeah. Gilbert. Gilbert has Asperger's, I think. Oh, most definitely, but I, among many other things. Yeah, I remember watching him years ago when I, when I was doing stand-up. I used to work at the door at the Comedy Factory out in Philly. And he would just sit there. And you'd sit there, and the crowd would be hating him. Mm-hmm. But all of us who worked there and the owner, we'd be dying. Because as the crowd hated him more, he'd be like, Do you think yeah. <laughs> many times people sit there and they go, What is wrong with Gilbert? And he would just keep doing it. Yeah. doing it, And you died. And it's like with Gilbert. It's like, it's like so he made a comment. You know the funny thing is, they they did a big nationwide campaign for the duck, and it sounds exactly like oh, Gilbert. We all went in for the duck. I mean, I did could. You know, did oh, you everybody well, did. Give me your give me your half like. Uh, I don't. They would say do it like a baby. They would say do it like a you know like a like a like an old grumpy man. They would they would say do it the way you think a duck would talk. And they did. They saw everybody in New York and Chicago and L.A. and they hired a guy who sounds exactly like, like Gilbert. Gilbert. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, wait, it's, it's like wait a second. It's uh it's. He's from Minnesota. Right. It's like... But not once, not once during the audition process did they go, let's hear your best Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 bring it, make it original. And sure well, enough, that's what let, they do. Let's hear your best Gilbert Gottfried. I don't, I don't think I... Yeah, fly. I don't know if I could do that, Gilbert. What would happen if I walked into a bar and they told me they don't, they don't serve ducks? I mean, what kind of world? And I mean, I, you'd be like, yeah, I'd be like, I, I, halfway through, I would quit, and I'd be like, there's got to be somebody who does voices. I'm not a voice guy. So, so but you, you booked that your first commercial you booked. Yeah, you I started. I, I booked a lot of commercials. That was I was a big commercial guy, and I mean, I still do them when I don't have a show. And and then I started getting some work in TV. I did a lot of a lot of guest stars. I mean, you name a sitcom back then in the '90s, and I, I was on it at one point. So, in time. so was that different for you from going from the commercial, which is more of like a close, not a close set, but it's okay. Here's a commercial. Then you're going to a sitcom, and you get the audition, and yeah. then, and you're you're being a guest. So it's it's not your show. Like in the commercial, you're the star. Yeah, and let's let's be honest. And, and when you go there, was was it intimidating to you because you would go into yeah, like, you, I mean, you would go into different shows and then. Well, it's very it's very weird because one week you'll you'll be on a set and you're like, it's really important that you say cheese just the right way because we're trying to sell our cheddar cheese, and you'll spend a full day, you know, at a horrible location out in Palmdale in the desert shooting, uh, just a horrific setup for a commercial. And then the next week you're like on Third Rock with the Sun with John Lithgow, right? And you're and you you've got to kind of reprogram your. What was that like working thought? with him? Because he Lithgow, is su- he is such a Lithgow, he is such a genius. He, he's, he, I mean, when he was on Dexter, mm-hmm. oh, best season of Dexter. It was just yeah. all downhill. So like, why don't yeah. you just stop now? Yeah. He walked in and he just stole it. Yeah, and Michael Hall's great or whatever. He's great. Yeah. But 
what no, was no. like working with a guy like that? Because he he just delivers in comedy, and he has such a, a drama background. Yeah, he um, it's, I just kind of grabbed him out of the air. Although people, I mean, I've been very blessed that I've worked with a lot of people in this town, but he is one of the most genuine, nicest man, uh, men, a man of men I've I have ever met. I mean, he was. That was probably one of the nicest sets I'd ever been on. Um, French and uh, and uh, is it Kristen and, yeah. and and Joseph Gordon at the time and um, just really welcoming. I, I have mostly good experiences with guest stars. Everyone's always like, "What's the worst show you've been on?" And it's funny because sometimes the the technically worst shows that I've been on, like shows like remember the old UPN and the yeah. like. I mean, I was on some really stinker shows, but those were actually great working experiences. You know, and then sometimes you'll get on a very prestigious, like David E. Kelly show, or a, you know, a, a, a Emmy award-winning show, and you go, "This kind of sucks." Well, know, I, everyone's I, cold and distant. And... I saw you were in an episode of Mind of the Married Man. Which, oh yeah, which Mike I, Binder. I love, and, and the thing that sucks is I have HBO Go, right. and, and you can't find past episodes of that. And no, it's, it's I don't one, think I don't think they've ever it was come one back. Of those out. Shows it was. A very good show. Mike was really real. Mike Binder, uh, funny guy, mostly directing now. I think he's got. A, he's doing a movie right now. I think he's directing something. But it was uh, he, uh, that was a guest star role that I came in for, uh, HBO show. Very funny, and it was one of those things where we hit it off, and he loved me. And I have this this habit of being added on as a regular cast member of a show, and then the show getting canceled immediately. Um, and that's kind of what happened. Uh, HBO. Uh, they, I came back the next season to do a couple more episodes, and then they pulled the plug. Uh, same thing happened with the Ellen show on CBS. I did a guest star on there and hit it off with Ellen really well. And she's like, we got to have you back. Next season, let's have you on the show all the time. Show gets canceled. Um, I'm kind of a plague is what I'm trying to say. To, no, no, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm looking. You did Halfway Home. What, what was that? That was a season? Uh, well, uh, you're, you're Alan Shepard. Uh, yeah, I was. Um, well, my first my first regular gig was a was a Spike TV show called Oblivious. That was the That was the game show that I did. They Were kind, you of, a host? kind of put me on the yeah. I was the host. I was the, it was me. This was back to remember all the hidden camera yeah craziness, the Jamie Kennedys and the Spy TV. We we were kind of jumping on the wave of that, and uh, it was a show similar to that, and that kind of put me on the map and got me in with the comedy people out there more, which led to um, uh, Halfway Home, which was I was lucky enough to get pulled in with uh, Oscar Nunez uh, from The Office and. Uh, uh, Jim Rash was uh, attached to the proje- project at the time. Jim Rash from Community and uh, some other people that I knew through the Growlings and through uh, through my manager. And that was a show that we pitched to Comedy Central. We had actually pitched a few shows to Comedy Central. And what was funny about that is we had done like we had filmed pilot presentations. We had come up with all these ideas, and we would always meet with Comedy Central, and they would always go, "Love you guys, love the cast. This is not the show." So they would always be like, please come back. And I remember it was getting to a point where we were like, oh, what is it they want? They would always go, you guys are great together. You make us laugh so hard. We don't want This is not it. So we came up with this idea uh, of a halfway home uh, of criminals that had just been released uh, from prison. Uh, a street hustler, uh, a pyro, which was what I was, um, um, a credit card theft guy we just uh, you know uh, what, what the the riffraff that you would find in a halfway house and we said well let's go out and film a pilot presentation again we'll you know get a camera and we'll find us someplace to shoot it and we finally went you know what let's not do that let's go into the pitch meaning in character let's just go in is the characters that we're going to play and just sell ourselves in the show that way 
And I, let me tell you something, Coop. This was probably the worst pitch meeting <laughs> that I have. <laughs> it was uncomfortable. It was... Uh, it was one of those things where you go in and you're trying to stay in character, and there's four people from Comedy Central sitting at the table behind you. And uh, I remember at one point, since I was the guy who likes to set fires, that I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to set a little fire. I'm going to bring a lighter with me. I'm just, like, they're like, I'm gonna, stop, stop, a piece stop. of paper. And about five minutes in, I can remember my brain going, "That, you know what, let's not push this. Let's not... <laughs> But here's what's crazy, is we all, it just felt uncomfortable, it felt weird, it was the weirdest pitch meeting. We walk out, and before we get to our cars, we get a call, they're like, let's do this show. Wow. They're like, you know what, let's just do this. So that's your first taste of a, a, a show that you're sitting there going, you believe in? Even yeah. You, so, so you do that and it gets canceled. Yeah, we did a season. Um, you know, it was kind of a point in Comedy Central where they were throwing everything up against the wall, the naked truckers, if you remember them. Yeah. Dave Keckner had a show that Pete went a Hull, season. Pete Holm. Uh, yeah, Pete Holm had a show called Hot Rodders or something like that, and that went a season. It's like, they were, the problem Comedy Central had at that point, and they were very supportive of the shows, is what they would always do is they would take a show like Naked Truckers or Halfway Home, and they would always put us on after South Park. So while our numbers would be great, two, three million, okay, which is the same as what The Daily Show gets or Colbert or The Showbiz Show with David Spade or Mind of Mencia, the fact that our lead-in, South Park, had five million, right, right. all they see is we lost half the audience. Okay. You didn't retain, you didn't retain, you didn't retain. And that happened, uh, I think, with just about every show until uh, Sarah Silverman came along. And that's when they found the one that, that stuck. And even that only went two or three seasons. But it's it's, it's Comedy Central's weird with that. They're, they're funny. They're funny. They're so supportive. But then when it comes to marketing, it's it's a it's a tough tough thing. But I was very blessed to be there. And um, yeah, but you know, it's like when any show gets canceled, you move on to the next. You were in Rodney. Yeah, Rodney Carrington. Yeah. And I I, th I think I've had people. I, I, I past guests have been. We're on Rodney. I'm not sure who. I've been on everything. But no, but how 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 did that come about? Because now you're going from Comedy Central, and and you you were in Reno 911, but you were yeah. you were you were a uh, guest. I'm. You know, it's it's kind of weird because um, I'm, I'm you know I'm classically trained. I've never done improv. A lot of comedy. I mean, I've done improv at the Crownlings, and and I think I'm pretty pretty average at it. And I can hold my own, and. Um, it's just that once you're kind of in that comedy world, it's just people start to know you. And you're the go-to. I, I have been for years like the go-to guest star. Oh, we need someone funny to come in and, and make this scene work. And that was just a standard audition like any other with uh, most of the casting people at the networks know you now. And they're either going to bring you in or not bring you in. But um, that was another example um, uh, of a show that I did as a guest star and I hit it off with Rodney and it went well and they had me back for a couple episodes as well. So, so usually if you can get in the door and you can make a really good impression or have a really good episode and it's a comedy and it's running for a while, they'll find a way to bring you back. Right. They, I mean, if there's a chemistry. I played uh, a competitive stand-up comic. I guess Rodney was a comic on the show as well. And uh, I was actually just thinking about Rodney the other day. I... Um, I think he's Vegas now. I think he's a Vegas guy, isn't he? I don't. I. I. I, I didn't know. Huge, huge. Uh, he's part of that whole kind of Jeff Foxworthy. 
Ron Blaney. Southern, yeah, Southern Bill comedy Angle. thing. And those guys just rake them in in between L.A. and New York. All that big part of the U.S., they uh, love these guys. Yeah, uh, Larry the Cable Guy. I remember, oh, yeah. I remember working with him years ago in Philadelphia, and his name was Dan Whitney back then, and he had pleated pants. And this is who, Ron White? No, uh, Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, Larry, Larry. Back in the day. His, name, his real name is Dan Whitney, and he was just an average comic. Right. You know, doing one-liners. Yeah. Half of them stolen. Right. And then he comes up with this character. And I remember reading an Esquire. Uh, they said, oh, yeah, well, we were at the improv. But they didn't Wait a minute. You're telling me that's a character? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. You're shattering, yeah, I, shattering I, my I, dreams I, I, here. I was, I was reading Esquire. <laughs> and they said, this, they said, this guy, as he walked away, because they did an article on Drew Carey, he's like, yeah, one day I'll be bigger than Drew Carey. They'll go, no, he won't. He won't do anything. And now the guy has a private jet. And he probably makes more than Drew Carey. Yeah. I mean, I mean he makes... Because when he tours, he makes. I mean, there's. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a road comic now, and I think he probably does the voice of for the cars things every once in a while. I so many commercials, and he had a show on, uh, on, uh, on the thing. Yeah, but he's a. I mean, he's at that level now where yeah, he'll play Vegas for five days, and he's and done make, for the he's done for the year. Yeah, he'll make he, two million. Yeah. Plus, it's like I'll, I'll do this for ninety-seven days, and I'll make a Mallow Cup raffle. Right. But uh, so 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 you're doing all these shows. So mm-hmm. so how do you end up coming into Disney? Because now Dog with I mean it's like and you would, with Sunny with a Chance. Yeah, it's like it's so many. It's like so many actors. Sometimes they they end up like Leah Thompson's done it, and, and mm-hmm. uh, Ben Weber was. And, it's and where Bobby we all go to die. But no, but no, but it, it, you have such a huge, a huge. I mean, it's so funny. Kids. Yeah. Are such a huge my huge audience. My 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 friend Gino Seegers was on a, a show two and a, Two and a Half Kings or whatever. Pair of Kings. Pair of Kings. Uh-huh. Disney they, show, yeah. And uh, and my girlfriend Joanne's niece was like, I love that guy. And so I said, when he came on the show, because we were hanging out with him, uh-huh. I said, get, get, can you give me a picture? And he brings like a serious headset. I go, dude, come she's, on. She's 15. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, so he gives me a picture of him in the jungle where. Yeah, but, yeah. But they're, they're, we all have our Disney publicity photos. But there's such a huge, huge crowd. How did, uh, did you, did you ever think your career would go that way for Disney? And now it must be a different world for you. You know, it, um, uh, again, as you're looking for work, you start to audition for jobs. And I remember, um, one of my first gigs ever was for a Disney Channel movie called The 13th Year. It was a, about a boy who turns into a mermaid or something. And um, so Disney just kind of knew me from way back then. And then it got to a point where I hit that age where I could start playing, you know, dads. And uh, I, I auditioned for Wizards of Waverly Place and did that. I did Sonny with a Chance. I did Zeke and Luther. I started doing a lot of guest stars and I'm on the radar. It literally got to a point where I remember I auditioned for some Disney show, and the producers liked me, and they brought me to the network for approval. It was just a guest star. And my agent said that the network's notes literally were, seriously, that guy again? And it was almost to a point where I said uh, to my agent, Bruce, I said, I, I think I'm done with kids' shows, um, unless it's a regular gig. Because I had done all the Nickelodeon ones too, the iCarly's. And I, the, I saw iCarly. Which, yeah, which, which, the, which, which, the, I'll, I'll be honest about iCarly is uh, it's one of the shows I actually w- would watch that. My friend George Doty uh, wrote for it. Yeah, and, uh, 
It, and Jerry Trainers, whatever his name is, is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 it was it was one of those things where it, like I would talk to my friends and I'd be like, yeah, you know, yeah, I, see, I, yeah, I secretly watch it at night I, for I, four I, hours. I said, yeah, I watch it. I, I, <laughs> I, I, look, I, don't don't backpedal. Just embrace your love for oh, Nickelodeon I did, I did. kids programming. I, you know, I, 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 I was like, I tell my friends, you know, I'm not a pedophile. <laughs> I watch this yeah. show, and but it was well written. So there, there are good shows to be on. There are, there are good ones to be had, and I've done all those and the Dan Schneider shows and all those. And I literally said, I remember the conversation i said i think i'm done with kid shows um unless it's it's a regular gig and just like that they were like well as a matter of fact they want you to come in and uh and read read for this uh now you gotta remember you get the phone call and you go okay i got good news and bad news uh the good news is uh they like you for this show um the bad news is it's about a talking dog now that could go a lot of ways cooper Let's be honest. FX, yeah, it could go a lot of different ways. Where you could be like, "This is a train wreck," or this could be something cute and fun. Uh, and then I remember the next sentence was followed by, "They've already attached Beth Littleford as the mom," and I was always a huge fan of Beth's um, from The Daily Show. Um, and the writers and the pr- creators of the show. Um, are people that I had worked previously with on, a, on another Disney show called I'm in the Band, and they were also some of the producers and writers from Frasier. And I'm like... Which you can't... I mean, that's, one, like, of the, that's these, one of the best written shows. It's one Frasier. of the best written shows ever. So I'm like, these people, you know, for whatever reason, they want, they felt the, the need to do a kid's show. They enjoy the, 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 the uh, process of it. They've ended up with Disney. I said, these, these are all good people. Uh, now was you were in Titus? Was it was it Titus? Yeah, Chris. Was was, was it the same? Because I know David Hyde Pierce's boyfriend, yep. created Titus. Was yep. it the same writers and all of them? One of the Jim Hope was on uh, was one of the writers and might have been even a producer on Titus the last year. Is on our show Dog with the Blog and is now one of the executive producers of, Do- of Dog with the Blog. So yeah, there's a Frasier connection there as well. Um, and obviously that was a, a very well written show, as well. So I knew that if I was going to do a kid show. Um, this was probably the best scenario for me to do one. Now, do you have kids? I do. I have an 11-year-old boy and an 8-year-old girl. And that's the other thing. I'm so blessed to have this show right now. Because five years ago, if I got this, the kids would be too young to even understand it. It wouldn't be that big a deal. Five years from now, my kids are going to think it's the stupidest thing in the world. Because they're going to be, you know, obnoxious teenagers and go, oh, right. Dad, stop talking about how you're on that <laughs> kiddie show. Okay? So if I'm going to have this now, this is the best time to have it. Because if I was on Breaking Bad right now, or was making meth, my kids couldn't watch it. I mean, they would. But, they, yeah, <laughs> but I'd have to explain a lot. Well, it's so funny because uh, David Higgins was on. Yeah, Dave. He uh-huh. was on... Uh, uh, Big time rush, or whatever, mm-hmm. and my friend actually Laz uh, was a producer for that, and he said because that show was so big with his kids, yeah, that he's like a rock star at school. So what is it like you when you go out? Do, like, do the kids swarm you? Or, it's or, 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 I mean, what happens? And it's you, pretty and, crazy. Do your kids embrace it, or, or they just go, "That's my dad"? But their friends must be like, "Oh, let's let, let, let's go over his house. Let's go over Reagan's house because uh, I'm they, uh, I'm yeah. leery of that. I'm leery, and I can usually tell when there's kids who are trying to cling on to my kids because there's a cool connection to it. And I always tell my friends, you know, know who your real friends are, and not because you happen to have a dad who's on TV. But uh, it is. It's been pretty. It's been surprisingly bigger than I thought. I mean, we're starting our third season right now. We're in production, and well, when I, when I got your uh, when uh, Jess uh, uh-huh. Knox Guilf whatever sent mm-hmm. me uh, the uh, thing, 
your opening night, you had 4.5 million people watching. Yeah, it's a big show. So we that's have, huge. I mean, yeah. 4.5 million. I mean, I, I get, over the course of the week, I get about 180,000 listeners from different stations, whatever, and I feel that's big, but 4.5 million, I mean, you're, you're like, that's huge. For the last six weeks, we have been not only the number one show on the Disney Channel from six to 11-year-olds, we have been the number one show for six to 11-year-olds on any channel for the entire week. Okay. So, 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 to, so you get recognized. But the funny thing oh, is, yeah. I, you know, what, what I always think about, when, when, when you're a star in a kid's show, right. you have the, uh, the, the dual recognized. You yeah. have the kids yeah. who go, oh, or so you sit there and you go to, you go, go to get coffee. And you think, oh, okay, there's gonna be no kids getting coffee. Yeah. I mean, do your kids drink coffee? No, no kids they do not. Coffee. And so you're gonna get coffee, but then it's the parents, because kids' parents watch shows them if they're good parents. I get a lot of mom genes approaching me, okay? You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of moms who know. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's funny because sometimes, like, especially if we get, like, if I go to Disneyland, done. Days. No, 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 what I'm done. I'm done. Do kids just? I mean, yeah. I mean, what's the craziest thing that's happened to you? Because I always wonder. It's like some people will say, like, I have a few guests who played tough guys, and someone goes, "Oh, oh you're tough." Right, right. For you, have you had like kids just swarm you? Oh yeah, I, I was what actually. You, how I, do you react? To it? I took my I took my daughter to Universal Studios a couple weeks ago just to do a couple rides and and hang out. And uh, as we were leaving the park, it was. I have to be a little leery of it because as soon what happens is a swarm of them will kind of recognize you. Um, but then they get fearful of who's going to make the first approach. Like, you know, you can see them over there talking like, oh, my God, that's a dad from Dog on the Vlog. You go talk to No, you talk to I'm not going to talk to you. Talk to. So I'll see it happening. And then as soon as one comes up and goes, excuse me, are you, are you, the, are you the dad from Dog with the Vlog? And I go, yes, very, you know, and they get a picture. That's like the floodgates. Then all the other kids go, well, he took a picture with her. He'll gladly take a picture with me. And, you know, sometimes it gets a little, little heavy, and I don't ever want to say no. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good and pretty nice about knowing when I have my kids with me and I have to go, look, it's, it's about my kids right now, but thank you very much, and I appreciate it. But I'm, I'm never, one, I'm never going to complain about it, and two, it is never going to be as big as the reaction that the kids on these channels get. Oh, I mean, okay, I'm just, when, it comes to, when push comes to shove, I'm just the dad. Those kids are like the Beatles. You know, they show up, and it's especially, you know, the cute boy on our show. It's like the girls are. I remember when I lived in San Diego, I was a waiter at Planet Hollywood. Yeah. And Jonathan Taylor Thomas showed up at the prime. Oh, that's the home home improvement yeah. guy, right? Yeah. And it went, I lived in the gas lamp at the time. Yeah. And it went around. I mean, it was insane. You thought the Beatles <laughs> were there. I mean, it, it was sick. We looked out the door, and it went down a block and over and we're like oh my god and just those kids get that reaction right. out right well in his defense he is dreamy oh, I, 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 I mean just him. just sparkling eyes I did shots with him one night you did shots with him uh, what was the drink night. what was the drink we, 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 were, we were at the blue room in tell me it wasn't schnapps or something like that no we, we did mind erasers <laughs> what is a mind eraser that's a shot that just it, sounds horrible they, they put uh, Kahlua Coke not Coke Coca-Cola yeah. and uh, Kahlua Kahlua. And, and uh, club soda or something, and then you, you drink it out of a straw. That it, sounds horrific. It was awful. And he had a Who suggested this? Was this his drink of choice? No. Oh, the bartender. I was like, did Jonathan have this on his on his order sheet? We have five minutes left. I want to say, so So now, as a child, you know, being be with the kids, yeah. 
do you enjoy it a lot? I mean, do your kids ever get jealous? Do the kids? Do, do, do your kids sit there and go, "Okay, Dad's getting everyone's attention." I mean, it must be hard for a kid to have a father who all these kids. I d- I don't I don't think so. Um, you know, I don't ever try to. I I constantly remind them that what I do is not important. But I it mean, is. It, well, you, no, you it's it's entertain. It's really kids. not. It serves a purpose. But in the larger scale of things, I always like to tell them, I say, I don't necessarily deserve all this recognition for what it is I do. There are people who do things just as important, more important, that don't get the attention. I don't want you to ever forget that. But they embrace it and they love it. I mean, this is probably going to be our last year on the show. And every time that comes up, they get sad. They've made friends with the kids on the show. They love coming. It's been a great ride for them. And I think when it when it ends, it'll it'll be sad. But I, you know, I, I always try to remind them. I mean, this is I am not uh, curing cancer, and I am not working with the starving in a third world. There are people walking down the street right now that deserve a lot more credit than your dad because he happens to talk to a dog on a on a, on a TV show. And I think I think they get that. Now, when it, when it ends, did you want to go more drama or you want to do comedy? I would what, love what, to. What, I've been trying. I have been trying to knock down the drama wall. You know for 15 years now and I'm going to keep trying until someone gives me a shot. I've had spurts of it here and there you know, the, without a traces I've done some procedurals but I tend to get called in for the procedurals for the comedy relief like I did at NCIS LA last year but it was kind of the funnier, lighter episode of NCIS but um, it's tough. You know, this this town pigeonholes you. You know, I mean, they think that's what you do and that's what you go to and to get someone who will give you a chance to do something else is... Uh, is is tough and i'm also looking to get behind the camera i'm going to be directing uh an episode this season uh of Dog with the Bomb. yeah yeah so i'm i'm trying to learn about the quad splits and the cameras and the crossovers and the, all that stuff and uh and because uh, you know i'm not going to have these looks forever cooper i know it's going to fade I'm, yeah. ne- I'm not going to always look like norm mcdonald no 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 mcdonald got fat <laughs> you're, you're very you i noticed when you look you're, you're very big arms you, you've you've, you've you have noticed a lot about me physically and i'm not going to lie to you it's a little uncomfortable in the small room that's all right <laughs> i'm an observer but you have very big arms what do you bench uh i don't i'm not one of those guys who keeps you work no, out. Oh, you work I, I, I try to keep tra- uh, in shape and i i run a lot but uh no i'm not one of those guys who's like oh i lifted 482 times today people you you go you go to my uh, website coopertalk.net and you'll see because I'll take a picture of him. He Apparently he's going to be taking a shirtless picture of me uh, you're, you're at this very point. Real, I, I, just, Is, I just started working out. I was doing cardio cause, uh-huh. and I started bench pressing. Right. And I haven't bench pressed in like 25 years. Oh. I'm weak. Well, start slow. You I'm, can't. Oh, no, it's awful. I'm you, sitting there. I had an old lady benching more than me. I'm oh, like, I'm, I look at her. I got in the machine after her and I'm like, holy crap. Are you a gym grunter? Are you like when you're lifting are you just like... No, no, I, 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 I one more time. I got one more. No, I, I, I do like twenty on the curls. And I go, <laughs> I go. I can't figure if I breathe out when I pick up. Or you exhale in. on the exertion. I know. I figured out, but you sometimes, it out. sometimes I for myself I'm going. I go, oh, this is wrong. This you're is wrong. a, you're a heavy breather when you lift. I love it. Anyway, I want to thank you for coming on. It was great. Absolutely, I'm, I'm, buddy. I'm, anytime. Well, I hope you had fun. And yeah. Uh, now, how can people get in touch with you? Because I mean, dog with a blog. When's is the season going right now? Yeah, we're still. They have new episodes like every other week. Friday nights, eight thirty on Disney I, Channel. I'm gonna watch it. I'm, I'm going when I get home. I'm gonna Tivo put it. it. Put it on there. I'm, 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 I'm on demand. I'm gonna watch it. And oh, yeah. My girlfriend goes, "What are you watching?" I go, "Shut up, Joanne. Stay downstairs." She's probably go, "Thank God, Christmas. at least it's not iCarly." 
because I've seen all those 50 times. I love them. Uh, but, uh, so, 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 so uh, what's coming up? Do you have, can, do you, have, uh, do you tweet? Uh, yeah, yeah. You can follow me at Regan Burns, uh, Twitter. I'm usually... Spell I, that. Because R-E-G-A-N-B-U-R-N-S. And uh, Instagram, Facebook's only for family. I don't like people stalking my Facebook. So that's, I, I didn't add you on Facebook. Yeah. I didn't add you. But I'll follow you on Twitter. Yeah, definitely. Def- I go through... I don't know what you do with Twitter. I go through spurts. Sometimes like I'll say 50 things in one day, I and then I'll, the then I'll disappear for a month. Anyway, I want to thank you so much for Absolutely, buddy. Pleasure. People, uh, send me an email. Cooper at Indy100.com. Also, follow me on Twitter at follow Regan Burns at Twitter and follow me at Cooper Talk. Also, if you have an Android phone, tablet, whatever, get your uh, go to the app, the Play Store, type in Cooper Talk. You get my app, and uh, that's about it. You know, I'm, I'm feeling out of it today. I, I, I was up late. I, I had to call Philadelphia Radio last night. I was on the radio at three in the morning in Philadelphia, and I'm sort of out of it. And I, I hope my my my, my uh, interviewing skills were still. I, I felt off. <laughs> I, 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 thought I, felt bad. I thought you. Re- I thought you nailed it. I, I felt bad. I, I felt off. Anyway, people. <laughs> Steve okay, Cooper. I'm always my guest, and I feel bad. If you don't like this show, I'm sorry. Tune in next week. Read it wasn't my fault. All right. Okay.